This episode is brought to you by One World Empowered. Hey there, tired mama. Do you wish you could push a reset button on your energy? Like, do you want to keep up with those energizer bunnies that are running around you all day? I know, I know, I know. I feel ya. Coffee can only do so much. Well, don't you worry. I've got you covered. Now just imagine a community of mamas who know the struggle and are working together to harness and reclaim their energy. We're talking about a true community of mamas who get it. Daily practices to jumpstart your days, accountability partners, group coaching calls to ground and recenter you throughout the 28 days. Does this sound like the exact dose of medicine you need in order to feel 100% again? If so, this program is exactly what you need if you want to be more present with your kiddos, if you think a new routine will help you maximize your time and you enjoy having an accountability partner to help you with developing that new routine and those new habits, if you'd like to increase your patience and energy all while reducing your stress and anxiety, and if you think it would be amazing to have an understanding community of mamas who get it and are on the same path towards healing. Mama, today is the day you choose you and level up. Come join our 28-day energetic reset for moms by visiting www.oneworldempowered.com slash work with me and click the learn more option next to the energetic reset program or just scroll down and click the link in my show notes below. I can't wait to meet you and witness you step into your full potential. See you there, mama. You're listening to the Empower to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Dina T, and I'm so excited to take you on a journey through stories of everyday experts as we share the ways we've harnessed the power inside us to improve the quality of our lives and the health of our minds. We're so excited to have you here with us and hope you feel inspired and empowered to heal. Hello, you beautiful souls. Today is a day that we are going to do an interview. And we're going to interview a childhood friend of mine named Courtney Schieber. And she's somebody that I felt called to invite into uh, talking about the topic of anxiety. And I feel like anxiety is a topic that deserves many different um episodes of understanding and interviewing how it can manifest and ways that people navigate it um, and navigate through the symptoms of anxiety because I think anxiety is extremely prevalent today uh, and in our society and I, I mean I don't think I know a single person in this world who has not experienced anxiety in their life. Some have experienced it to the degree where they they have anxiety every day or they have anxiety attacks or panic attacks and others experience like situational anxiety. Um, others can experience anxiety related to past um, traumas or big things they've gone through in their life. And I really just want to create a space to honor um, the power of anxiety what it can look like, how it manifests differently for every single human being, and what are some things that we can do to move through anxiety, to acknowledge and understand what it is when it's happening within us, and take space to 
move our emotions through that moment of being overwhelmed or overcome with anxiety. And there's so many different ways that we can do this. Um, So many different techniques um, that work for different people. And I find that with each person I talk to um, regarding anxiety, each one of them has a different way with how they they navigate it and how they keep doing um, hard things every day despite their anxiety. And so I really felt um, called today to have my my old friend, Courtney Schieber, joining us on this podcast. And Courtney is a beautiful soul who has navigated transitioning from the corporate world and working a really fast-paced, high-intensity kind of job into a space where she felt called to listen to her body and honor the things that feel good for her and help her move through big emotions and help her live in in a state of peace and harmony. And what she found as a modality to move through her anxiety was yoga. Courtney is a 500-hour certified yoga instructor who manages a yoga studio and teaches and has her own courses and has been kind of like a a representative in the yoga world in the area in which I live in Arizona. And she um, has found ways to use the practice of yoga uh, in a manner to regulate her body and reduce her symptoms of anxiety and um, live in a way that she feels is bringing her peace and allowing her to navigate through her days in a state of joy rather than in a state of just like surviving. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to her today and for you to hear a little bit about her journey and practice a little bit with us around the power of yoga and what yoga really means. And she's going to, at the end of our episode, she's going to talk us through a little exercise of stretching and breathing to practice yoga. And she's going to share some tidbits on how we can tap into this, uh, this state of being and this state of practice for our bodies every single day. And so without further ado, I bring you Courtney Schieber. Hi there, Courtney Schieber. Thank you so much for joining us on the Empower to Heal podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I feel so excited to have you on here. As I think about our journey together, man, we were (laughs) friends back in it was our childhood, like, um, middle school. (laughs) Yeah. Way back to middle school, which is so fun to reconnect. It is. I, I laugh a little because I think of my friendships from that time of life and a few of them have like maintained really strong to now, but the majority of them, you become like acquaintances on social media. And I think that's kind of how, um, social media works these days as it connects you from people from your past, but you are not always like, friends you just feel like acquaintances following each other's lives like silently and creepily in the background sometimes (laughs) it's so true but it kind of is such a great tool to stay connected even if you're not keeping in touch necessarily but just inspiration wise or sharing tips you know having kids all the all the things I know it's great to watch and I've I mean when we were friends back in the day you were like a like a gymnast and I think you were slowly coming out of being like a hardcore gymnast at that point in time I called you hardcore because I was like I felt like your everyday thing but um and and 
like you were shifting at that phase in life, blossoming into more of like dance too. You were really stepping into dance differently at, at um, that age of our life. What were we like 11? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, seriously, 11 or 12, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was still pretty intense in gymnastics at that time. And then a couple of years later, I kind of backed off of that. And yeah, I mean, dance was always my love. And I actually majored in that um, in college, dance mm. and business. So yeah. Oh, I hope we can talk more about that today too. I, as I was gearing up around this podcast and thinking through all the ways in which we heal in our journeys, um, you, and it's almost like synchronicity, but you were sharing so much on social media, like little tidbits on social media about, um, the practice of yoga, which you're a yoga teacher now (laughs) and how that's like transformed your life and kind of slowed down the way in which you live life, um, intentionally and connecting to, uh, ways to ground yourself and move through big emotions. And when I think back into the, like, 11 and 12, I know even back then you struggled with, um, some anxiety and as did I, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you weren't shy about it back then either. Um, and I've been so inspired by observing your journey of being transparent and, uh, in the emotions that you do have, which I think normalizes it for the rest of the world, but also how like completely immersed and active you have been in, um, doing something in your life that you found healing in doing that to the degree that it, it becomes a part of your identity and who you are and how you live. And so I'm so excited to learn more about that journey, uh, with you here today. Yeah. Thank you, Dina. It, it certainly has been a journey, um, just, you know, even six and struggling through some anxiety, um, you know, issues and then finding movement and yoga again, and kind of almost my purpose in life. And then getting to share that with other people, it's just been the biggest blessing. So, yeah. Can you share with us a little bit about how anxiety manifested for you and, what that was like to live inside your body and how you were kind of going through your day-to-day life and share with us like the moments where that shifted. Sure. Yeah. So, and, and I will say it's still very much a thing, you know, I think it's something that's just kind of ingrained in me. It's, um, but I have learned over many years and many practices how to cope with it and actually utilize it um, to make myself better and to help other people. So, um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it goes back to as long as I can remember being a kid and just having kind of these anxiety attacks and episodes and, um, anxiety feelings, waking up in the morning before school. Mm -hmm. And, um, I couldn't really explain them. It was just the attacks were kind of like out of body experiences where I just felt like I wasn't even really myself. It was almost like something was just taking over me. Hmm. Um, is that something you like physically felt with your body or you kind of felt spacey in your mind? It's kind of both. Um, it was like shaking and just really jittery and kind of like almost like a vibration in your body, but not in a good way. Oh and, my gosh. Yes. You just yeah. said that. And I'm like, <laughs> every like day, I feel like I have moments where I'm like shivering and I'm like, why, <laughs> why am yeah, I shivering? Cause I'm not cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And that's, that's energy. And so, and 
you know, it can be negative energy, but if you can learn to kind of channel that and shift it into positive energy, mm. it, it's all energy. So um, easier said than done, but yeah, it was <laughs> definitely the physical feeling. And then also the mental, almost spacey is a good word. Yeah. Like I would look at a tree and not be able to say that that was a tree or identify that I was just so beyond, mm. you know, awareness or presence, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and you so said that, this started like early childhood, right? As far back as you could remember. Oh, yeah. So how did that impact like your day-to-day life? I was really hard to get, just be confident was the biggest thing and, and just to show up. So it was like, mm. I would, I would literally tell myself, get up, dress up, show up. Like that's all oh. I could do was just <laughs> get up, dress up, show up and figure out the rest. <laughs> That's um, such even, a good yeah, mantra. Just, yeah. And I still use it to this day. If I have a day where I'm just feeling like, oh man, I have to do all these things and it's going to be scary. I say, get up, dress up, show up. Once you do that, the rest will fall into place. Mm, I love that. And that's like getting over the hurdle, right? Like if you can just get there, exactly. then you'll be okay. <laughs> show up. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that was, um, you know, it was tough to get to school and like with these feelings and it wasn't every day, but it was, it was definitely there. And, um, it was there in gymnastics. And then once I went to high school, I started to kind of realize what this was, that mm. it was anxiety. Mm. Um, and so I talked to a couple counselors and, you know, tried to deal with it that way, which helped a little bit, but it wasn't until, really in my late twenties that I harnessed like my inner strength and found yoga and like healed myself from this. Wow. And when you talk about that transition of like, I mean, from high school to late twenties, that's a big gap of time there. And I know through social media, <laughs> you, you went to college and you, you held down really big jobs at points in time. And there's moments where you lived like very publicly. Um, how did you navigate? Like, tell me what that, that life was like, and how did you find yourself at yoga, um, amidst that big transition in your life? Yeah. So I, um, I mean, yeah, that, that is such a big gap. And I think there's little moments that I can look back on now where I'm like, oh, wow, that taught me so much. And I didn't realize it at the time, even just going to my very first yoga class and how that felt. I knew I liked it, but I wasn't like, aha, it was like 10 years later that I realized. Um, But there were so many little lessons in that journey. And I think a lot of it was just having faith and trust that I was on the right path, even though it didn't always feel like it. Mm. Um, But I can confidently look back now and see that every job that I struggled through with anxiety and every hurdle I took, like led me exactly to where I am right now. And it just feels so right. I love that you reflect on your, your past and understand the intention behind it, right? Like, we can reflect on what we gone, we've gone through in our life and hold, um, I don't know, maybe like a certain value to it or a certain um, maybe energy about things in our past. And I love that you just shared like each step of what you've gone through has brought you where you are today. And it's not like this rub or this angst or this friction that you have in your past of trying to stumble to where you are today. But it's like like building off of each other. 
Totally. It, it is like building blocks and, you know, sometimes you fall, but you get back up and you get on that path that's mm-hmm. meant for you. And that's like a strong mindset. So I point that out because in the realm of work that I work in, that mindset is not something that is easy to develop. (laughs) And so to look back on your life and see purpose with every hardship that you've gone through and see teaching moments in that is a place where you've, like you can tell the clarity and the place that you've arrived at today. Have you always maintained that perspective or do you remember a time where you had to develop that perspective on your life? Absolutely. And I, I just wanted to say that exact thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's still, it, it's work. It's the work, it's the practice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is yoga, but um, every single day, just consciously changing negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And that was something that helped me a lot. If I would be down on myself, I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. No, I'm confident. And I got this. And I would say these things out loud until I believed them to be true. And so (laughs) affirmations and things like that really helped me just reading positive, you know, messages and talking to other positive people and just trying to stay inspired. And it's not always easy, but that's, that's the work that we have to do to be able to live fully, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like um, today, especially with when you have like Instagram stories and these little like um, pop-ups of of affirmations that you're reading every day, they just like pop up on social media. I think it can almost like, I love that it's there, but to people who don't practice it, it can almost feel like it's like this um, cool thing to do or um what's the word I'm trying to say like it's like trendy or kind of yeah rather than like valuable (laughs) yeah like when people say practice gratitude practice affirmations or you should meditate I feel like that those are things that people tend to like who are going through hard stuff they tend to roll their eyes at if it's never resonated inside them before of like making a difference and for sure when you like actually put that to practice, the power of the brain is phenomenal. Like <laughs> It really is. And I've been that person before where I, I look at those things and I'm like, Ugh, another positive, <laughs> another positive message or whatever. Their life must be so great. But it truly, if you start to embody these positive words and energies, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just so powerful. It shows up in your life everywhere. Yeah. And you just do your best. Yeah. <laughs> and I re- I remember I'm going to reflect a little bit and and share a piece of my story that dates back to a time when we were kids, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember a shift in my life. So, uh when we transitioned into high school, so we went to the same middle school together, we went to the same high school together, and freshman year, um we were still friends in freshman year and then like we start finding ourselves, right? Like your identity pops up and what you're interested in and like the Um, your hobbies and interests become part of like your friend group when you go to high school. I think everybody can relate to that. And um, I found a a friend group in a place that uh, was separate from yours. And I remember this transition. um, Oh, this is kind of heavy. So I'm just going to like drop it out there. But um, this transition in, in high school where all of a sudden I realized how uh, finite life was, right? There was like a handful of people in my life who had committed suicide and ranging from friends, from, from 
church to friends at school that I was like classmates with to friends that were like in the same I guess you can call it like click group (laughs) yeah in high school and I remember that transition in my life of like oh my god like I didn't know death growing up outside of that right like that was my first introduction to death I mean my grandfather had passed away when I was uh, very little but outside of that like I lived a life where people lived right there wasn't like death all around me I remember transitioning into high school and experiencing that to a pretty rapid degree there's three people that passed away very fast that mm-hmm. first year of my life in in high school <laughs> and that experience created like this overwhelming interpretation of the world around me that was like holy moly like life is finite there's everyone's gonna die what are these friendships that are around me what's this transition that that I'm experienced with and I think that was like a time where I remember after one person had passed away I like reached out to you and I was like you used to be my best friend and I need something familiar right now like I don't want anything new I don't want anything like I remember my goodness I needed something familiar something that felt like safe and understanding that like my soul could connect around And when I think of people going through hard things like that, it tends to be the simplest things that end up pulling us through, like connecting to an old friend or like a relationship or sharing a space with somebody. And I know that that term sharing space with, I think people interpret it in different ways, but like being an empathetic person with like a very, like I have like I feel the energies of people around me. Mm-hmm. Like when I Same. share a space with somebody, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can absorb your calmness and your safety and I can embody that in myself right now. <laughs> and it made <laughs> like the discussion of mantras and shifting your mind from the negative to the positive made me that like triggered that thought in my mind around that of like, sometimes the things that we write off as cheesy or uh, gimmicky are the simple things that truly end up making the biggest impacts in our life. Yeah, that's so true. It's so, so true and so powerful. Um, I think that even, yeah, just random acts of kindness, holding a door for someone, smiling at someone who cut you off in the car. <laughs> um, like you just, you never know what someone else is going through. And so mm. to practice that on a daily basis, it, it's part of the yoga practice in my mind as well. Um, practicing kindness and non-harming to others. And, um, you know, we're humans, we tend to get impatient, but the more you can just slow down and be there for each other, we're really all one on this universe anyways. Mm-hmm. So you can help someone else and you can also help yourself by doing that. So, yeah. And you just alluded to like the practice of yoga. And that's a piece that I wanted to pick your brain about today, because I think a lot of people in our culture see yoga as like a white woman's exercise (laughs) uh, that represents fashion and a way you look and um, how you get fit. And that's a very westernized view of yoga compared to where it comes from and what the intention is of it and how you use that, like you mentioned earlier, how you use that to ground yourself when you're feeling kind of like floaty or anxious. So I was hoping you could shed light a little bit in teaching us the values and the purpose of yoga and what that's meant to you and how you use that in your practice as a teacher. Yeah, great question. So 
yes, yoga has blown up um, in Western society as this workout and, you know, it's, it's fun and it's loud and dynamic and you sweat <laughs> and you get fit in like a day. And, um, and honestly, I love all of this because it has brought so many people into yoga. Mm. And if you can just get someone on their mat to, to just try it and practice mm. it, even if they hate it, you're, you're, it just teaches you so many things just in that one hour. Yeah. Um, but with that, the, the physical practice is really only one eighth of what yoga is. So there's eight mm. limbs of yoga and um, there's self-restraint, um, observance. The third one is asana. So that the physical practice, um, the breath, withdrawal of the senses, concentration, meditation. And the last one is union. So you bring all of this together and eventually you are one with the divine. So, um, mm. so, and you can just start with one or two and practice these things, um, in your daily life. And for a lot of us, that is the asana. That's where we get started in the yoga practice and following that is usually the breath. And then, you know, the, all these different practices and teachings will start to align into your life. And I always say that yoga is practice for life. So we step onto our mats and practice these challenging poses, which could be like obstacle life and our heart rate rises when we're doing these challenging poses. And so you practice slowing the breath down, which will slow your heart rate down and calm your nervous system. And when you step off your mat, it's the exact same thing in life. If you get nervous and your heart rate rises or you're anxious, you have to learn to slow and control your breathing down so that you can slow and control your heart rate and your nervous system to calm. So that's kind of my view of, you know, just the embodiment of yoga on a daily basis and what I try to teach others from that. And I'm always a student. I'm still learning um, as much as I can every single day and practicing. Um, but I think that's what yoga means to me, at least. I think that's such a beautiful rendition of of an outline of how we want to go through life, right? Like I come from working in the public mental health system with children who are regularly in crisis and they live in a state of fight, flight, freeze. And um, that's how they experience the world around them. It's very reactive. How you just described the transition to regulating the nervous system was just so beautiful. <laughs> like the ability to do something hard and let your body have a response to that and then practice moving through it. And it's in a way that's like non-threatening, right? Like when you're practicing yoga, you you can like let your body go into that state and know you're safe at the same time and you're in control and you can choose to stop or you can choose to keep going and you can choose to move and wiggle when you're just like uncomfortable instead of freeze, right? Mm, and like that's exactly. so... I don't know that there's so much beauty in that for me and understanding like when we are going through life and we've gone, every single person in, in the world has gone through something in, in their life that's been hard, right? Uh, that's part of being human. And to have these tools and techniques that we can practice outside of the moment can better serve us in the moment too. And as we're recovering and as we're teaching our body 
to, to continue healing. Totally. And I love that you mentioned, you know, when you're on your mat, just giving yourself the freedom to let some of these things come up and wiggle them out or breathe more <laughs> or breathe less. And that is exactly why I fell in love with yoga. It wasn't the rigid gymnastics, you know, it was, okay, how can I heal myself from the inside out with the power that's already within me? And, mm. um, and then going deeper and deeper every day. So it's like, even some of these movements have, and the poses have such healing aspects to them, whether that's digestion or literally opening your heart. Um, because all of this is, you know, the physical is connected to the energetic and to the trauma that we've been through. And so, you know, there's very specific poses that you can work on to yeah. move past these things. Oh, I love that you said that too. Like, can you, can you talk us through like how the body holds on to some of these energies subconsciously, yeah. right? Like, yeah. We're, we're not aware that we house so much trauma within our body, but we do. And I love that you just mentioned like how to move through that. Yeah, we do. We hold a ton of it. Um, and some people even believe that we hold it from our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of that is in our connective tissue. So your tendons and ligaments and, and, and a lot of it's in our hips. So we hold tons of stuff in our hips. So that's why the yoga practice is so great. It is very hip focused. So you can mm. learn to hold these postures, breathe into them, allow the tendons and ligaments to soften and the muscles to open up so that we can move this energy through our bodies. So even just to get more specific, like pigeon pose or a figure four um, and just holding these postures for several breaths and just kind of seeing what comes up for you. Are you fighting it? Is it tense? Can you breathe through it? Can you hold a minute longer the next day? (laughs) Um, And just constantly, you know, allowing yourself the the time and the space to, to move that stuff. Yeah. I remember when I was pregnant, I did prenatal yoga (laughs) and I remember, um, they would tell us the whole time, like smile, smile. Like we know it's really hard, but smile (laughs) while you do that. And telling us like the, the muscular connection from like the jaw all the way down to like your pelvic area and your pelvic floor and allowing yourself to like open up. And I thought it was funny too, because it wasn't just the muscles that was, that was doing it. But when you force yourself to smile, you're forcing another signal in your brain to happen emotionally. Right. So like, and I used it during labor. I'm like, okay, here comes the next, like I called contraction (laughs) surges. Like here comes the next surge. Like I'm going to (laughs) smile. And (laughs) literally it cracks me up because it works. Like you, you, you smile through hard things. It helps so much. It totally does. And not even not only just the fascia because your jaw is it's all connected through your body um to your hips especially as you mentioned but yeah to your brain it's sending signals to your brain okay (laughs) I'm happy I got this and it kind of just goes back to what I was saying it's like sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it tell yourself good positive things (laughs) smile through the pain and just do your best until you make a stride and then you know, you take two steps back when you make another stride. <laughs> it's just the journey. 
I love that. And all of this is really like, in my mind, all of this is like priming our brain and our bodies, right? If we can prime ourselves to think this way, if we can practice it, even if we're like, even if we're faking it, right? If we can fake it and practice it until it actually settles in with us, what will the outcome be? And I guarantee you that every single person is going to have a step in the right direction and an outcome from this because it's strengthening our mind, right? It's like, and when we strengthen our mind, we strengthen our body. We build resilience to get through hard things. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm also sitting here giggling because I, I'm going to have to do like a whole podcast episode on my birth of my son but <laughs> yes like, you should. I would listen. <laughs> it's so fascinating I learned so much about my body through that journey and responding to like cues throughout my body and so when you're mm. when you're pregnant all of a sudden you're not just in touch with yourself but you're in touch with this little thing growing inside you and then you feel it moving around <laughs> and you feel it like elbowing you and pushing you and all of a sudden you find out like oh my god there's things that this this little thing this little baby inside my belly needs and it's in it's it's coordinated and connected to what I need in this moment too and so like if you're feeling anxious or if you haven't eaten or if you're on edge around something like your baby tells you inside your body usually well for me he told me before I like acknowledged it in my brain of what I needed and I giggle because it's like it is all connected right like every ounce of us, like our body, our brain, our muscles, the nerves that run, I think of the vagus nerve from like the amygdala, the brainstem down into, to our body, right. To our gut and the response, like the information from that vagus nerve, most of it comes from our body up to our brain, telling us what we need to know to survive or live or regulate. And we, we fool ourselves into thinking like they're just thoughts, right. Rather than it's a message that's coming from our body. And so Mm -hmm. the, I think something that's beautiful about yoga and the practice that you do is like, it's bringing that awareness to the connection that we have, like our mind, our thoughts are connected to our body and how we move our body and how we stretch a muscle and how we honor a twitch that we feel somewhere in our body that we need to stretch out and listen to. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up because that that's, it's the connection to your body, connecting your mind, body, and soul, right? That's so it's like listening to your, to your inner voice. And even if it's not a baby (laughs) inside of you, your inner, your inner voice, your true self, your authentic self and your Mm. gut and your intuition. And Mm. it's amazing how, when you can connect your mind and your body closer, like even just some days where you feel we all do that. We're too busy and we're just disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then you take the time to sit and just breathe. Even if it's five minutes, you stand up and you're like, Whoa, now I'm grounded in my body. I can make better decisions. I can be kinder and your intuition and these deep rooted, you know, tools that we have start to come out and they're more authentic and you can live in your, in your bliss and mm-hmm. your true authenticity. Yeah. And you said in past conversations that we've had, you've said like, as when you learned that like the four corners of your feet touching the ground, grounding you like Mm -hmm. that floatiness, that like anxiety that you felt 
when you were younger and that kind of like separation from your mind and your body, like grounds. Can you talk about like people say grounding techniques all the time? And I don't know if that's just because I'm in the mental health field and people say that regularly or if that's really like something that is like common language in the world around us. But um, that's like that, too, can can lose its meaning. And when you told me that the other day, I was like, ooh, like literally like you grounded your literally your floatiness. Like, Yes. Like literally. So, and I think it's a common word for me as well, but it might not be for, for many people. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important. I'm going to sound like a hippie, but I think everyone needs to take their shoes off every single day and stand in the grass and touch mm, the grass yeah. with your hands or your feet and just feel the earth, like where we came from. We just sometimes get so lost in the day to day and almost some of the stuff that isn't necessarily quote important and it might be to us at the time but this life in this world is so much bigger than us mm. and so it gives you perspective when you can find the time and do the practice of grounding and so yeah so, I mean sometimes I'll just even stand there on the grass lift my toes up set them back down feel all four corners of my feet root into the earth, mm. feel my kneecaps lift as I squeeze my legs, you know, draw my belly in, lift my heart to the sky and just feel the sunshine on my face and my shoulders soften and everything just feels amazing. <laughs> Even as you describe it, it's it like painting great. a picture for picture in my head. And I'm like, I need to go do that. That sounds so good. Right? <laughs> sounds so blissful. Everyone should do it once a day just for a minute. I completely <laughs> believe in that too. And the cool thing is you're describing it in a context of like relating. So it's it sounds spiritual when you say it, but it also sounds like um, the connection to like Mother Earth and um, the reality of, of we are one tiny thing in this beautiful vastness and then also like you can think of it through the scientific lens like when you take your shoes off and you ground your feet you earth like your feet down to the earth connect it like there's polarity like there's there's mm. energy that that's measurable right like we get energy from the yeah. earth like there's energy yeah. that's measurable that that connects through us without any obstacles into our body into our 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 being and you can literally energize yourself measurably through that experience like <laughs> yes and same you know same with the sun and the moon like that's yeah. all energy that's that we're connected to so yeah. yeah. It makes you think like we have these plugs that we plug into our wall, right? And there's like the the three prongs and there's the grounding prong, right? <laughs> like yes. there's a literal connection to energy that we want to turn on our light switch with into the earth. And then you think of like solar panels like ab absorbing the sun's powers and using that to turn on a light switch. And you think of like the energy we get from water and wind. And then you think of like our body is that too. Like we are an electrical being, right? <laughs> like yeah. if you connect yourself and in, in your brain and understanding how that all works, like you, it starts making sense, sounding less hippie and more like, dang, mm -hmm. like that makes sense. <laughs> right. It's logical. It truly, yeah. that, that was such a good um, metaphor for that. Like plug it in and shine your light. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
so cool. <laughs> well, I was hoping, Courtney, could you, before we end here today, I was hoping maybe you could guide us through a practice of maybe breath work or just organizing our brain and our body. Um, give us a little taste of what that's like so that we we have something to relate it to and hopefully something that people can play back and and practice and then after that like let us know how we can find you because i don't know about anyone else but like i would love to come to one of these practices right i would love to come to a class of yours for yeah. this spiritual connection and the grounding and i want other people to know how to find you and be connected to that too of course yes i'd be happy to okay. so we'll just do simple simple um just find a comfortable seat wherever you are. That can be in a chair or on the floor, but just make sure that you're comfortable. And I would like to start, before I do any breathing exercise or meditation, just a little bit of movement to kind of get the jitters out. So as you sit here, you can just rest your palms on your knees face down. Just go ahead and close your eyes for a moment. Just give yourself a moment to arrive in this space. And take notice of your breath. And see if you can take a deeper breath in, fill up your lungs completely. And then a full breath out with a sigh, letting go. All right, and with your eyes closed, just start to circle your head around, slow circles. Maybe you pause at an area of tension and kind of breathe through that. Maybe you savor a sweet spot and spend some time there. And when you're ready, switch directions. And then sitting up nice and tall. You can gently flicker your eyes open. We'll bring the left hand down outside of your left hip and just reach your right arm up and over top for a side body stretch. You can visualize breathing into your right lung, your right rib cage, expanding and contracting as you breathe. And with an inhale, come back through your center. Exhale, switch. Right hand comes down. Left arm reach over the top. Same thing. Visualize the body expanding as you inhale and contracting as you exhale. With an inhale, come back through center. As you exhale, take a twist to the left. You can pop up on your left fingertips or even grab the back of your chair and just sit really tall here. With an inhale, come through center. Exhale, twist to the right. Lift your heart, relax your shoulders. With an inhale, come back through center, reach your arms up overhead, stretch up as high as you can, and exhale your hands into heart center. You can either remain here for the breathing practice or rest your palms on your knees once again. And this is so, so simple. Um, it's Puraka Kumbhaka, breath retention at the top of the breath. So all we'll do is inhale for a count of four, hold the breath at the top for a count of four, and exhale for a count of four. So if you can start with me this time, inhale. Hold the breath at the top. Two, three, four. Exhale out the nose. 
two, three, four. Again, inhale, two, three, four. Hold it, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Couple more times, inhale. Hold it. Exhale. Last one, inhale. Hold it. Exhale. And then just take a regular breath in, no holding at the top. Big exhale, sigh, let that go. You can open your eyes if they're closed and just notice in just that short amount of time what has shifted for you. Hopefully feeling a little more relaxed, clear-minded and aware. So I hope you enjoyed that nice, short and sweet. But yes, I would love to practice with you guys. I have tons of online classes through Modern Yoga. Um, you can find me on my website. It's CourtneySheber.com. And then my Instagram is Courtney underscore yoga. So please reach out. I would love to connect with you and practice with you. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions as well. So. I love that, Courtney. And oh, that like short little practice there felt so good. I find when I like take those moments, things just sound so quiet. They do. <laughs> so so quiet. true. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like this peace. You don't realize like what quiet sounds like until you allow yourself to. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored and so blessed <laughs> to reconnect with you and to chat about these things and share them. So thank yes, you. Yes, it's been an honor to get to learn from you today. And I appreciate you sharing your journey with us around how yoga has healed you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered in your own healing journey. I know that many of you listening might be reflecting on your own stories that you may feel called to share. If so, please reach out to me at dinat at empowertoheal.com. That's D-E-N-A-T at empower2heal.com. Or drop me a message through my Instagram handle at empower2heal. I would love to connect with you and learn about your journeys so that we can hopefully continue to spread these powerful life lessons on empowering ourselves to heal. My contacts will also be linked in the show notes below so that you can easily find me. We are so eager to start a movement in showcasing the many ways we can heal. And you can be part of this movement too by capturing images and tagging them hashtag empower the number two heal on Instagram. We look forward to seeing all the ways that you are empowered to heal. I love you beautiful souls and thank you so, so much. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and review. 